live your life, boy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Conspiracy Farm, where we don't start the conspiracies, we just add the water. And now, your host of the most state-of-the-art, most informed podcast on the interweb, I present to you, Pat Militage and Jeffrey Wilson. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for Yeah, rear naked choke of Cocker Spaniel, bro. You know what I'm saying? Change the neighborhood up. Conspiracy Farm. Go. Check it out. Sonny is here. How are you, my friend? I'm doing good, Jeffrey. How are you? I'm good, my man. So good to see you. So good to see you. Just awaiting Patrick J. All right. Can you hear me okay? It's technically challenged. Yes, I can hear you great, my friend. Let me get Pat in the mix. All right. We're doing it live, so there's always these these little hiccups, so don't sweat it. First world problem. (laughs) Yeah, indeed. Yes. How have you been, though? You've been doing all right? Yeah, man, pretty busy. A lot of uh, training, speaking up quite a bit, and, you know, working on a number of projects. So, yeah. I can only imagine... I can only imagine why training's been picking up. Yeah, there's objective reasons for that, obviously. Yeah. Well, and just for people who've been asking, where the fuck are we? Where we been? I mean, it's we still been posting, not as frequently, and especially not necessarily on YouTube, because for obvious reasons, because YouTube is YouTube. But yeah. uh, we're 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 setting up a podcast network. It's called That Podcast Network. Where it, if you go to our basically our YouTube page, which was the Conspiracy Farm page, you will now find it's called That Podcast Network, where all of our works are under there. It's uh, the Conspiracy Farm. It's uh, everything combat. It's my show. It's me speaking to you. And we're going to start growing those shows, finding you know up-and-coming shows, with, which we feel uh, might be able to be some cool shit coming down the line and help maybe benefit from um, you know a little bit of our platform. We've carved out a little bit of a nice network here. It's fan base, millions of listeners, over 100 countries. And um, we have Pat Militich joining the stream here, but yeah, for everyone who's been wondering where we are, that's where we can you can find most of our stuff now. It's under that podcast network, um, our RSS stream on, you know, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. It's going to be under that moniker now. The Conspiracy Farm is going to be a part of it. Patrick, how you doing, my friend? I'm good. I'm going outside because I think I might have better reception, and I'm going to plug in out here. Apologies for the. Technical difficulties. I moved into a house built in the 1890s, so we're trying to update it. So, you know, here I am, buddy. It is what it is, man. First world problems. But, yeah, people wondered where we've been. We haven't really gone anywhere. We're just working, living our lives, trying to prioritize in this madness. And, you know, our guest tonight is someone who we've talked to so many who times. I love Sonny Buzikas. I love the brother like Midnight Loves the Moon. I'm so, I mean, again, when we had him on, we've had him on, man. A while ago, just kind of picking his brain on how he became who he is. We had him on an episode talking about the Bezlon massacre, specifically about that. And kind of most recently, when all this kicked off, we were kind of hypothesizing and theorizing on what where this could possibly go. And and his um, background is important. His background no, is very important in today's society. What's going on? I think it's very important to to divulge that, right? Well, I mean, f- former Russian Spetsnaz. I mean, the guy is. Um, Super tried and true. If you listen to him on other episodes, I mean, he's just he's just a badass motherfucker who's you know a, a, a fan of freedom. Oddly enough, having yeah. fled from the madness that he fled from, and again, w- we've been talking about the possibility of where these things could go. And if people who are fr- fans of the show, you've heard our episode with uh, G. Edward Griffin talking about Yuri Bezmenov. 
We've heard about Agenda 21. Sonny, welcome to the show once again, my friend. And I strongly suggest you guys check out some of his last several posts um, around Election Day. It was very, intense very shit, man. intense shit. And his lives are very intense shit. Sonny, welcome. Obviously, brother, love you, man. Glad you've taken the time to come chat with us. Assuming things are what the media is going to say is that we now have a President Biden, Kamala Harris administration. Knowing all the context of what we talked about, and ladies and gentlemen, go watch the other shows to, to catch up, if you will. If that's the case, what the fuck have we done? Well, what we have done is uh, we postponed for a very short time the inevitable, but at the same time, we made that inevitable a lot closer to where it shouldn't go, which is genocidal. And uh, it's sad, but I still don't believe, I still don't think that it's uh, it's going to end up with, uh, you know, media's uh, push narrative of President-elect Biden. Thank you. Uh, but if it does, before, before you go on, Sonny, let me just ask you because we've we've teased that term, we've talked about it. I've posted on my Facebook timeline, "Genocide Worse Than War," the movie. Whether it's whether it's Paul Pot, whether it's Srebrenica Nietzsche in the Balkan Wars, whether it's Mao, whether it's Stalin, when you start talking about genocide, that doesn't happen overnight. Why do you particularly? Why do you use that particular term, genocide? What do you see to make that assessment? In my opinion, Jeff, is that. Uh... Over the past number of years, and especially within the past, let's just say, 12 months, and even more so accelerated in the past six months, uh, America, I mean, you can say American society is closer to becoming what I sometimes refer to as a sectarian society. And what I mean by sectarian is not by skin color, by you know, our backgrounds, whether we Irish, American, Italian, right. American or whatnot, this is much more dangerous because it's strictly by drawn ideological lines. Yeah. You know, in the past 12 months, we've seen fucking families being split apart because of ideology. Fathers yeah. don't talk to, ki to kids. Uh, husbands, you know, don't talk to their spouses. Uh, I haven't seen this. I've seen sectarian violence, you know, in, in its in its worst. But I haven't seen to where people of the same blood in the same household would become pretty much a fucking cutthroat mentality strictly because of ideological differences. Right. Um, that's so crazy. Yeah, that's so crazy. Trying to talk now to some people on the other side, that people that I've been friends with for years, people that I've done projects with, movie people and so forth. It's pretty much after they started believing that uh, Biden is president-elect. It's they're kind of like openly laughing. They go like, hey, what's up with those uh, liberal uh, tears? You know, it, it's almost it's almost like they saying we're going to be watching you being slaughtered. And uh, I just kind of smile, and uh, I don't think they know where they're going. I, I don't think they have a slightest clue what it looks like and what it can right. become. Right. But I think we are at that irreversible edge of us becoming sectarian society along the ideological lines. Are and we? That's and that's really and fucked up. And that's what we've talked about: the certain kind of inevitability of whatever comes out of this. Who knows? But. 
the war, the civil war, if you will, the unrest is almost inevitable. And now we hear it's, people. It's not, hear people... Jeff, let's not be soft. It's not almost inevitable. At this yes. point, I will go on the brink and say it's absolutely one hundred percent inevitable. Yeah, yeah. Because I here's here's my belief, Sonny, and you tell me what you think. I think that inevitably the the court is going to overturn this. It was absolutely a corrupt, corrupted uh, election. Uh, they're going to push it to Congress. Congress is going to vote. Trump will be put back in and reinstated. And then the proxy armies of Black Lives Matter and Antifa will be unleashed. And then the chaos starts. Now, the one thing that gave me, and I said this earlier to Jeff, that gave me some hope is that Trump fired Esper, his defense secretary, in knowing that he's going to have to deploy the Marines, the United States Marines on the streets of the United States. And it's going to have to be, they're going to have to butcher people. They're going to have to kill people. Um, and that's what we're headed for. I mean, is that, is that fairly accurate in your mind? You know, I, I, I'm really not familiar with the new defense secretary besides knowing his background as far as his service and his specialty. Right. I don't know much about his ideological stance and all that. Uh, I see this as a feasible possibility if uh, if Donald Trump is, so to speak, as as, as you as you said, reinstated. Which I think there's nothing really to reinstate here. I think election wise, uh, this was as fucking banana republic as it can get. Absolutely. You know, a lot of people started posting. You go like, uh, so if this election was rigged, how come all the Senate and Congress, uh, you know? Things didn't shift towards the towards the the left. Actually, the right won the seats. Well, you don't want to make it that obvious, right? Besides the besides the hundred and eighty eight thousand votes that suddenly clicked in at three a.m. Yeah, it's you know strange things happen like that. It's American democracy, I suppose. Uh, but the thing about this is that you know while some people on the right may be celebrating you know the fact that U.S. military may be deployed to the streets. I really don't see the cause to celebrate because we're right. going to live with that for decades to come. Well, and that's right. what I've said, Sonny, you know, all summer and for years, we, you know, we've heard about UN on the streets, martial law on the streets. We're like, fuck that. You know, that's, that's not cool. We're never going to accept that, but they create a certain condition that, you know, um, Ordo Abkeo, the Latin term of creating the order of the chaos, they created the Hegelian dialectic. Uh, dialectic of problem reaction solution we've been watching all summer these guys trick off burn shit down these these governors these mayors they're not doing shit police are standing stand down, down if they, orders to law if enforcement they do, if they do get arrested they're released is this not i mean as we were talking earlier on another show i don't want fucking federal troops or military on the streets but have they created a situation where sound-minded normal individuals like you and i are like somebody do fucking something because there's no way, and I think this is a part of the larger psychological operation, my own opinion. It's been allowed to go like this, so we ask for some yeah, measure of troops yeah. on the ground. And it's not, and I think that creates a slippery slope then of a police state that we Trump, don't even... If Trump is reinstated or rightfully stays as a president-elect, uh, I think the issue is going to be this. He's going to have to make a 
one of the two very shitty choices. One of them is let us handle what's going to start happening on the streets. Us meaning very shit. possible. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that, my friend, is going to take us into genocide of epic proportions. Epic right. fucking right. proportions. I'm talking for generations to be remembered, and people will seek revenge. People will seek to even the score. People. His other choice is uh, the one that you mentioned, Jeff, and and I hate the thought of it. Of uh, you know, U.S. military on the streets, possibly for months to come. Yeah. But if he doesn't do that, the sectarianism will become almost genetic fucking level for generations to come. Yeah. Well, so he's going to be yeah. left with, with no, very no. choices. Kind so, of big, so pile of shit or pile of diarrhea. Which one you want? Sonny, 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 in our last conversation, though, here's, here's the important part. Is that, you know, we spoke about civil war and we spoke about global war. And you were very clear to say that America can survive and come back from civil war but the world does not come back from global war, right? So, and I agree with you on that stance. So, look, um, I think there's three million, over three million veterans who are ready to go to work um, if we have to. Look, I'm I'm just a ca- uh, a dumb caveman. I know how to operate a gun. I know the dangerous end and I know the safe end. I know I can shoot okay, and I know that I'm a fighter at heart. Um, I don't want this to come to this, but if it does, I'd prefer civil war over global war, right? Absolutely. I'm, I'm with you on that because look, if, if, if Biden's administration becomes a reality, I'll tell you things that are going to be happening. We're going to be full force back in Syria. We're going to be oh, yeah. full force oh, yeah. openly and not, not in some kind of a small scale, but on the big scale supporting a new Ukrainian government to, to, to resolve their uh, issue with, uh, you know, Eastern Ukraine. Sure. Uh, buddy, that draws us so close to, to irreversible on the global scale that it's not even funny. Right. Yeah. When it doesn't even have to be mutually exclusive, right? We could still have a civil war and a global war. It's not like, one, you know, we might have one without the other. We could easily, and that's what people are saying, the, the racial war, the civil war that we're seeing is going to merge into a larger class warfare. And, you know, as someone who's, you know, very familiar with communism and socialism, what are your thoughts again, if, you know, Joe I Biden? Think, you know what? I think actually the class warfare is, uh, at this point, has been excluded as a, as a manifestation of what's going on. Class warfare for right now is basically... It's just a fucking demagoguery. It's just people talking yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have very, very quickly, within a few months, moved across the divide of class warfare, across all that, into sectarian warfare. Yeah. This yeah. is this is the latest, the darkest stage that you can have of civil unrest, civil warfare. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. I well, think, and, and I think the- we're going to move into a... I don't think we move into a global war more than likely i think that you know they as jeff has said many times they don't want to destroy their own infrastructure right because chinese own america in many many areas many facets right food production energy production you know and and likewise americans own infrastructure other uh, in in other areas what we move into is a global war a global war between 
you know, the elites and the common man. That's what we move into. Yeah, and, you know, if, if you look at this, you know, here's the funny thing. Uh, in the last few days, and, and to me, it's very interesting to watch this transformation. Remember for how for how long, uh, Pat and, and Jeff, we, we've been talking about, you know, the Agenda 2030. The, the, yeah. the right. Many, many years. We, we were being laughed at as a conspiracy theorist, as the crazy right wing up someone's ass, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yep. off, off the kilt, imaginary, whatever we imagine things. Now all of a sudden, with a very sudden escape of millions of people from Fugbook and Instagram and going into other platforms like Parler and Mui and all that stuff, right? Fuck all what? those videos resurfaced where Schwab, where Trudeau, where Macron, where Merkel are openly talking, using the word of global research, using the word of yes. Agenda 2030, exactly. using the word of universal income, using all this shit that we were accused of being crazy-ass conspiracy theorists <laughs> for bringing up to the surface. Now it's open knowledge, but here's the funny thing. It's not only open knowledge. Probably good 50 million people in this country nodding their head and they're going, yeah, what's wrong with Agenda 2030? What's wrong with all this shit that they're talking about? Yeah. What's wrong with sustainable is, development? Much higher percentage than in Russia back in 1917, or as far as the populace goes, that supported a Marxist revolution. This is where we stand. This is why I'm saying this is beyond class warfare. This is becoming a fucking ideological sectarianism. Well, in having uh, individuals like G. Edward Griffin on uh, and talking about Yuri Bezmenov, who I know you're familiar with, and I, I honestly recently became more familiar with the level of the infiltration that's been going on over so, so many years. What are your thoughts on this being potentially a culmination of that kind of... Uh, it, Willie, inside. What's, Patrick. Mute your Sorry, microphone, buddy. I'm please. taking care of my dog out in my backyard, right. buddy. Just mute your mic if you don't mind. I don't think I can. Just the, the level ahead. of Keep infiltration going. we're seeing coming to almost a crescendo right now with, you know, Biden's clear ties with the CCP and, and so many other things. What are your thoughts on, you know, this this plan that they've been planning for so long coming to possibly a summit, if, if this is even the summit? You know what? I think that the plan, I think that... Whatever infiltration happened in the 50s, specifically into Western and uh, also to include American academia, it kind of took a life of its own. While it was infiltrated through the classic Marxism of the 50s of Soviet Union, it became its own animal, dude. And I think it's actually a much more dangerous animal than the classic Marxism because now this is neo-Marxism. This is post-modernism. This is the shit that Edward Griffin is talking about that it, this this became a whole new freaking monster. You know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and this academia, you know, what they have developed now over the decades in American universities and all that shit you talking, we laugh about it, we, we, we joke, we go like, ah, yeah, look at these skinny jeans wearing little bitch asses with, the, with, their, with, the, with their purple hair and all that stuff. But there's <laughs> freaking tens of millions of them. Tens of yeah. millions of ideologically, absolutely indoctrinated purists of neo-Marxism. 
they yeah. don't just say it because it's popular. Fuck capitalism, down with the riches and all that stuff. They actually, like, honestly believe that shit. Well, and I've I, I and I've said this on the show before. When I was in college, um, I met uh, Bill Ayers, who was one of the heads of the Weather Underground, and it was when he was saying like their plans and what they were doing and inside. I'm, I'm like young and pretty fucking stupid. I'm like, yeah, you're going to, you're going to take over the U S with communism. Just laugh, you know, internally laughing my ass off, but it was interesting to hear how he was talking about, you know, kind of being provocateur and protest, kicking people on the legs, getting them, getting them people to get, to get radical. But I mean, and it's honestly, as long as I've been doing this show and as much as I've been kind of a buff in this scene, I'm just now realizing over the last couple, two to three years, your Yuri Bezmanovs, the understanding of Prairie Fire, going at, uh, into things, uh, Manning Johnson, especially for black folks, man. Peep out Manning fucking Johnson. Understand yeah. how this infiltration, or Thomas uh, Thomas Sorrell or Sowell, I mean, this infiltration Thomas been going on. Thomas Sowell, Sowell. yeah. It's been going on for a very, very long time. And like we've been saying earlier, we were on a show, it's like our, our, our view of the world is so ADD, just moment to moment. We don't realize these motherfuckers playing this shit out decades in advance man this is chess not checkers you know and 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 that's the thing you know i'm glad you mentioned chess versus versus checkers you know chess is uh you can say it's a national pastime in russia and when you look at you know russia per se and even soviet union in its later years they stopped playing the game trying to change america i don't think they even knew to what, de- to what degree the early infiltration has grown to be its own living, breeding fucking apparatus within American yeah. society. I don't think they realized, and I think at the latest at, at the latest stages of Soviet Union, especially after Soviet Union broke up and it became independent Russia, they don't give a shit, they don't care. I think they're just watching in amazement what's going on now and going like, holy shit. This is this is scarier than 1917 in the Soviet Union. This is wow. much more severe, you know. Yeah, and, and yeah. That's don't a bold fucking that statement, bro. I know you know what you're saying, but that's a bold statement. Yeah, yeah. I I mean it, Jeffrey. I I you know, I'm looking at this stuff, and I made peace with myself. If this is becomes what I think inevitably is coming, I'm okay to die in this fight, brother. I'm okay with this. Because well, it, because yeah, if this becomes what they trying to achieve, I don't think they even realize what it's gonna become. It's almost like they blindly fucking shaping the statue without knowing what it's gonna <laughs> the be monster like. they're creating, right? And that's what I wonder oftentimes, man. And I, we've been saying it for years during like the sh- shootings and the Second Amendment stuff, and I've even seen it beyond that. They've been weaponizing our kids. I have a friend that I, you know, whatever. Uh, work with 22 years old he's like man I'm, I'm in love i'm fucking pussy whipped and my girl she's talking to me about fucking communism and how capitalism is and shit it's like do these guys really understand you know show me show me when it's worked the fuck they're out they're about to find out bro they're about to find out through warfare well and that's out. what i'm wondering why i mean how is this taking yeah. hold if anybody's paying even halfway attention show me when it's worked out did it work out for mao or fucking paul pot or stalin or how it's is worked this out in China so far? Well, how is this so, so attractive I, I think, to young people? I think that this Why? New generation of neo Marxists they believe that they have some kind of evolving solution to make this into a workable outcome. 
I think they, they feel important, Sonny. I think they feel important. It's not important. I think I think they are so hungry for control and power that I think this is where the biggest danger lays because it's 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 the it's the control, it's the power, is the you know empowerment that that people like right. that feel when they have control. Yes. And if 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 folks think that this is gonna be some uh long-lasting, very soft transition into more integrated, accepting, and and everything else, this utopian fucking society, I have news for you. (laughs) It may start slowly, but that slow will not continue for more than a year. Then it's going to be like a fucking free-fall driven by gravity into darkness that people cannot even fucking fathom. Yeah, yeah, bro, yeah. What yeah, mandatory, mean? mandatory everything, right? Mandatory everything, and it's not just mandatory. You know what I mean? We already seen in the past four years, you know, slow introduction and more importantly, not introduction, but acceptance of probably 30% of American population. Think about that. American population that swears by First Amendment, we accepted the bullshit of hate speech. Yep. Yeah. We accept it. 30%, at least 30% of American society accepts hate speech, thus limiting what you can or cannot say. Or once shit like free speech fucking, zones. I'm once sorry. you accept two paragraphs of a fucking anything that you declare hate speech, you right there in 1920. Yeah. You're right there in 1920 because you look at the fucking red flag wrong way and you're going to gulags, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, we've got the Canadian government. I just saw a speech by uh, Justin Trudeau. Yeah, that's announcing that, that, that dude, speech is from seven months ago. Yes, been- yes, it is. It is. And he's announcing, um, you know, the, you know, basically isolation camps and uh, mandatory this, mandatory that, um, a, a, a global reset. Uh, and look, I sent that to my wife who's Canadian and she forwarded it to all of her people. I said, you better get your mother out of Canada, bro. Or, uh, to my wife, <laughs> bro, <laughs> bro, hey, not bro. No, my sorry. daughter calls me bro too. Don't worry I'm about it. <laughs> I'm going to send you through email, a actual document from meeting within the Canadian ruling circles that yeah. forwarded by very, uh, dude, they're forming gulags. They are, and they have they have preset stages with pretty much exact dates of when yes. will be kicked in. Yes. Well, even here, is, there is Trudeau there is needs to be hung, bro. Trudeau needs to be hung publicly. Yep, I've heard there's CCP tanks or you know military up there already. I don't know anymore. All this information we get inundated with, you never know the veracity of it. But and in Mexico potentially, yes, you know, on I, the I, southern I, border. I, I, I don't have like any hard proof of that but yeah, I have yeah document that i was sent by very very affluent people in canada that looking to come over here and train and learn and leave that shit and uh they have enough money to have those connections to, to receive that information you know kind of people that have their own islands and private jets that kind of stuff and uh, hmm. our canadian we we pray for our canadian friends i know that yeah yeah, we sure do, but right? here's the thing. Because man. they better suck it up, man. Yeah, I know that. I know that. But here's the thing. Look, 
I want your analysis on this because um, you don't get the vaccine. They take away your banking rights or your ability to go to concerts or whatever it is, right? Electronic rights, this and that. Um, But we still have our guns. Um, You know, how do we change this? How do we do this? How do we do that? Uh, At some point, people are going to become violent, right? Uh, yeah, there's just no doubt about it, right? So who who do we go after first? Do we clean out the media? Do we, you know, do... No, I think do, media, media here's the... Because problem. the media is the narrative, so we have to change the narrative, bro. Uh, narrative has already been... People that matter, people... But if you take over the media money. and suddenly start broadcasting a new message... You can change minds. Done their job. They indoctrinated people. Now it's just repeat to dumb down the ones that are gonna be scared and sitting on the fence, regardless of what's happening. Right. Right. That's it. Media, as far as I'm concerned, once we're done with everything, they should be the last ones, and it should be live on the live national television. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But imagine, imagine this show. Sonny, imagine this show with you, I, and Jeff on NBC or CBS or ABC in the morning, broadcast, waking people up. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think that there is a objective reason for that to happen at some point. But uh, sure, the thing about it is, is this. This is where a lot of folks are wrong because they go like, oh, look, man. American law enforcement, uh, federal agents and all that stuff, they swore the oath to protect the Constitution. Uh, You're talking about the same guys that were going and arresting people for not wearing masks and opening gyms? Sure. Because we were told that no cop would do that and enforce those bullshit things, right? Yet thousands of them did. Sometimes they were fucking departments. Right. So what's up? Well, and yeah, when their retirement, when their retirement plan, you know, their retirement plans are at risk. Of course, they're going to. Well, you know the saying. You know what's the most important job of the government employee to keep a government job? Yeah, one hundred percent. Bingo. Government's job is to expand and grow itself. It's endless amount of money from us. Sure. That's it. That's their most important job. Now, are many of them that are conscientious constitutionalists and all that stuff? Yes. But even those guys, they're going to have some very hard choices to make. Very hard choices to make because they're going to have to betray their families need to be fed, provided for, and so forth to be moral, to be ethical, to live by U.S. Constitution in the country that they have sworn to protect against all enemies, foreign and domestic. But when that domestic enemy is the one that writes your fucking check and insurance for your sick kid and so forth, guess what? You do have a hard choice to make. We can pontificate about fucking morality and all that stuff all we want, but at this point it becomes very much human individual choice. Right. You know, and 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 the thing that I talked about about you know the 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 society becoming this this primal freaking uh, sectarian. That sectarianism is already within law enforcement. They have a separate sectarian sectarian you know portions of law enforcement that one of them is pretty much going like 
I don't give a shit about anything else. I'm going to keep my job and doing what I'm told to right. do. And, right. they will. Right. and they will. And we've seen that. Yeah, we've seen that. And it's it's crazy because, you know, like, again, I've just got, I really just really kind of familiarized myself with the whole notion of, of the machinations of the Bolshevik Revolution, releasing prisoners, removing the police. And it was just like so stark to me because around the same time I was, reading Yuri Bezmenov and talking to G. Edward Griffin, I'm like, holy fuck, man, like we are lockstep in this. And then, you know, like I said in the beginning, any notion of Joe Biden becoming president, I mean, I know they're kind of two sides of the same coin and they're kind of frontmen for the larger, whatever you want to call it, you know, the cabal, whatever you want to the cabal. The, the cabal. Yeah, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Where do you see, like, I mean, obviously we're all just kind of prognosticate or attempt to prognosticate, where are we going here in the next several years? Four to five. I remember we talked before. You were saying, you know, we have a little bit more time than, you know, we were thinking more dire short term. But what, what are you thinking now as far as if Biden, if Biden is in? Actually, either way, either way, because if Trump comes in, they're going to lose their fucking shit. And we're talking about pretty much kinetic civil war sooner if than Trump later. Comes, if, if Trump comes in, uh, come January, we're going to be in the kinetic warfare of, of large scale. It's as simple yes. as that. If Biden comes in, I think the true resistance, if you want to call it that, will start within six months when they're going to start implementing their policies. So, regardless how you look at it, we may have a month and a half, or we may have six, seven, eight months. Right. It's almost like, are you being executed next weekend or did you get a stay of execution from the governor? You know, it almost and, seems that way. And I think that's, you know, the thing with why I prefer, not just because of ideological beliefs and all that stuff and, you know, lesser of two evils and all that stuff, but whatever you want to say, why I prefer that this plays out with Trump staying as a president is that their reaction of the other side is going to be more feral emotional reaction. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, reaction, think, I think there's no side, doubt. There's no doubt that Trump Trump will be reinstated and then the proxy armies will be released. Yeah. And uh, the thing that people don't understand that it's it's, you know, yeah, they do have certain amount of organization. They have this, you know, certain structure within Antifa and, and then and the black block and all that stuff. But a lot of those people within the front lines, so to speak, are not per se trained, controllable, and objectively thinking long-term fighters. Yeah. They're well, gonna and- bust they're gonna bust out throwing everything they know how to throw in the short term. It's yeah. gonna be nasty, but it's gonna be a relatively short term. Then you're gonna have a simmering stage. You know what I mean? Where the more experienced, more ideologically pure, and more organized groups will come out and start doing shit. But it's gonna be more of a simmering, more of a Northern Ireland, yes, times twenty. But it's still not open, all out, fucking burning the city. That's okay. So we were asked. You know, everyone's throwing around that term civil war, etc. What do you? I mean, you kind of answered a little bit, but when we were talking to somebody earlier, I don't look at it as clearly as not a symmetrical like we saw in the Civil War. You know, Fredericksburg, you know, you know, Gettysburg, lines against lines. I think you're going to see more regional guerrilla warfare, but that doesn't negate the fact that it's still a civil war taking place. It's just manifesting in a different way than we were traditionally 
you know, no, used to people, seeing it. People, people will be killed in great numbers strictly based on their ideology or even assumption of their ideology. It's as simple as that. And that, my friend, is sectarian Sorry. genocide. Hmm. Yep. It's people just better insane. arm up. Be ready to rock and roll. Ready here, buddy. <laughs> yeah, buddy. I know you are. I know you are. I'm ready too. Well, Sonny, I don't want to keep you too much longer. I mean, I didn't want to beat the horse to death, but I definitely wanted to just hear your perspective because, you know, especially after the election, I was paying very, I always pay attention to your lives and your posts. But after the election, and again, as I've gotten more understanding of this level of kind of left wing, radical left wing, if not, you know, communist infiltration, I'm asking myself, like, fuck, man. I know the media is playing a huge role in constructing this narrative that's complete horseshit. But at the end of the day, this last several decades prove what the fuck they really are trying to do, whether it's the universities, you know, our family. I mean, it's just it's a little bit of everywhere, our military even, which I really had no fucking clue of. So I really wanted to get your perspective on what we could look forward to. And when I say look forward to, not anticipatory, but what's next. So I definitely appreciate your perspective. Um, anybody in the chat, you guys got any questions, anything when you throw out to Sonny's Pat, you obviously got any questions for for our boy here before we um, let him slide? Well, I mean, you look, I mean, that probably more private than anything else. But, you know, we got to sit here and have faith. I have faith that um, you're in a, getting a soft spot, bro. You're breaking up like a champ. Yeah, the audio is breaking up. Right. He's in his farmhouse yeah. now. He's out yeah. in the sticks. I'll sign out. What do you, uh, I guess he's it's dipping okay. out. I'm good. Well, we're about ready to head out anyway. But so, yeah, it's um, it's always a pleasure to have you on, Sonny. Definitely want to check back with you, um, very soon because I, you know, I, you know, a couple months as soon as you know, if if I if Biden gets inaugurated, and this is actually the kind of uh the administration we're going to live under. I don't know if this is going to be one of those things where they just go back to being globalists and BLM and Antifa just become useful idiots and lined up on the wall. Like Yuri Bezman have said, you know, I, I saw that one of the heads of, uh, I think it was BLM. She's demanding a, a meeting with Kamala and, uh, and, and yeah. Joe, what's my place in the next election? And, you know, I don't know if they're going to have a rude awakening. Cause I'm sure it's going to be like, well, we're done with you. You served your purpose type shit. What do you see going down? I don't know. I think I think that while you know what what we refer to as the globalist agenda, which you know they're gonna use, they're gonna milk. If Biden administration becomes reality, they absolutely gonna use the COVID. They're gonna milk it to the fucking bottom. Oh yeah, gonna milk it to the bottom because this is their vehicle to bring in the shutting down and closing down number of businesses under the disguise of stimulus checks to softly start introducing universal income. And that's the reset. That's the reset. And uh, after that, it's pretty simple. You know, they're going to start talking soft talk of uh, implementing, uh, you know, common sense gun control. Uh, Whether it's going to be real or if it's going to be orchestrated, there's going to be some kind of event that's going to be put under the umbrella of... uh, right wing white supremacy resistance uh reactionary alt-right fascist action and uh 
they're gonna put it out to their fucking media as this is the proof why we need the common sense gun control and they're gonna try to implement that and i think that's gonna be the red line well and then with the the red flag laws of you know what you post online gets you in trouble i got a question here from uh fria valentina she wants to know in your mind obviously you're not vladimir putin but what do you see as Russia, Russia's plans in this or their next move of embracing, you know, from your perspective, do you think they would, they would rather have Trump, Biden? What do you think their plan is? And obviously they're big chess players too. How do you see the they things absolutely, playing? Absolutely. In Russia, it's unequivocal within the circles of serious people. And I'm talking people in intelligence, military, uh, business circles. And I would assume, obviously, I'm not insider by any means of the inner circles at the highest level where Vladimir sits. Uh, Trump is the preference because of his stance against the agenda, against globalism. Uh, if America falls into globalist, you know, that whole 2030 agenda thing, yeah. Russia is the only thing that's standing against it. And it's going to be very hard for them to stand. Interesting. Yeah, just it, all those that your that whole Eurasian area. I don't know who's on whose team. I mean, I hate to you know bring up you know the the, the Izzies, the, the Israelis, the Russians, the Chinese. It just seems like everyone's kind of flipping sides. And with this whole uh, fourth industrial well, look, revolution, Russia, Russia, and China. It's it's nothing else but the policies of NATO and previous American administrations that put Russia into the hands of China as far as partnering up and becoming closer. Putin explained very, very clearly that his preference was close partnership with U.S. of fucking A. Hmm. But our policies towards through Syria, through Ukraine, through other places, Georgia, you know, all that stuff. We pushed Russia away from something that could have been probably quite a decisive fuck you to the whole agenda. We pushed them away from hmm. it. And it's sad, but at this point in Russia, I can guarantee you in the highest circles, they are quite worried watching what's going on. A lot of people will say Russians don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. They know that American policies will not change. Uh, not quite so. They do see certain amount of hope with Trump administration. They see very dark future with Biden administration. Russia does. Yes. Interesting. Do you have any thoughts? I mean, because I, as I see this kind of tech transfer and, you know, the, the, the Russian-Israeli relationship, is there? do you have any particular thoughts on that and how this emerges into this next fourth industrial revolution? Because I think, in my personal opinion, I think Israel plays a very, you know, very crucial role in a lot of these relationships you know by by deception thou shalt make war they, so a lot of they, they they have a significant influence and they are very very good at pulling strings that that's without a doubt you know and um you know a lot of things that we see with certain you know temporary certain powers getting closer to each other you know you have to realize this is not all black and white the game of politics there's a lot of gray area for sure you, you play for certain short-term gains to advance your goals long term well that's so what i'm seeing like you said a lot of these peace deals man uae and 
potentially Iran. I, you know, you see Israel creating these. And it's not even just about Israel, but the One Belt Road project. It seems like they're, they're they're changing a lot of the guard over there throughout Eurasia to, to foreseeing almost this next phase, which is you know this, this all this One Belt. I'm sure I'm sure you're familiar with the One Belt One Road policy and how you know a, a lot of these alliances are kind of based off of that to some degree. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, that game is obviously have been played for many years. Uh, what it's going to become, really, the two the two most crucial pieces of that, as far as pieces that they're trying to change, are U.S. and Russia. That's the two most crucial pieces. Because that's the two biggest powers that are capable to resist it. If they do it, not necessarily in lockstep and all that but in the big direction pretty much resisting the whole agenda they fucked if they take over and they install biden and 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 camel camel to hole can i say that <laughs> i love it did i just got myself banned from things i'm offended sunny puzikas um russia is the only thing standing at that point, and us, American people. And that's not a happy place, but we're going to have to do what we have to do. It's interesting, man. The grand chessboard, as uh, Zbigniew Brzezinski wrote about so long ago, you know, making sure that the U.S. always has some kind of foothold, some kind of place in Eurasia. They don't want any anywhere in that area to expand and blow up, whether it's Iran. And we've seen the war on terror, but now we're looking at China blowing up but it's just like for me it's like who's on whose side anymore it seems like everyone is literally flipping sides and uh it's really hard to get your grasp on like what's really going on and then you got your media you know controlling fucking narrative throughout the globe so it's just it's really hard to uh to dissect this that's why it's so for me you know experience like when you or someone like you or you've seen this layout and for me i'm seeing this play out as some kind of literal you know communist socialist kind of insurgency to take over the world because not not just i guess russia you know they've been looking at the implosion of the u.s for a long time and the level of infiltration has been going on for such a fucking long time it's just it's just yeah hard to extrapolate all this shit because there's so many moving parts you know it's almost like a wicked spy novel but it's absolutely fucking real what we're dealing with it is very real man you know we asked for it may we live in interesting times and by god we live in interesting fucking times we absolutely are sunny give us a shout out where can we track you down find out what you're up to if anyone wants to go on and do some training with you where could we find out what you're up to my friend okay well my website's still the same sunnypuzikas.com uh i am still present on the on the commie uh, social media uh, you know the instagram the facebook and all that stuff uh under sunny puzikas uh but i'm migrating quickly and forcefully into the realm of uh parlor and miwi and uh think spot and uh other platforms that are not controlled that are not censored censorship based so sunny puzikas just about anywhere you go if you enter that if i'm on there uh, my name will probably pop up. But uh, as far as my training events, everything is posted. That's publicly open for public uh, registrations on my website. We're adding quite a few new events. Uh, training is taking off significantly. A lot of people asking for training, a lot. Corporate <laughs> clientele, groups of people, individuals, rich people, 
uh, small groups of business owners. It's it's becoming pretty much. I, I really starting to have to juggle my calendar quite hard. Well, it was definitely hard to track you down here a little bit today. And, uh, you know, I definitely appreciate the fact that you're busy. Pat and I have to get down there sometime and do like a full, some full on coverage of that training and hanging out with you, man. It's, it's, I can only imagine why people are deciding to get their, get their training shit together. Um, we are living in crazy times and I, bro, I, I appreciate your time so much as well as your insight it is so invaluable to me. It's really kind of a novice at this game. I'm kind of, kind of Bush League, surface level conspiracies, maybe some deep dives here and there, but I've just come to realize the certain level of, of real infiltration on so many different levels, whether it's common. I mean, it's the rabbit hole goes deeper than we could ever fucking possibly realize and nothing is as it seems. So I, I appreciate you, my friend. Don't you find funny that, you know, Edward G. Griffith talked about it, what, 30, 40 years ago? How crazy did that shit sounded back then? But we actually yeah. watch watching it as if he wrote the fucking script. It was no, literally, that's exactly what I said. And it, I've often said, only through historical perspective do we realize, like, holy shit, that's you know, because we become conspiracy theorists or whatever it is yeah. when when it hasn't been validated. And you know, a lot of not just us, but a lot of people who've talked this shit for a lot of years have been kind of taking victory laps to some degree. And uh, and, and for me, it's not about necessarily being right. I just want us to be informed, dude, because. I just don't want to keep get, want us to keep getting clown like crusty because it's the stakes are so fucking high right now, higher than I, in my personal opinion, they've ever been in my my individual life. But uh, anyway, like I said, everyone, if you've missed us, we are on Rockfin.com. We still are on um, YouTube. We've switched our name to our larger network, that network, uh, that podcast network. And you can find all of our shows, The Conspiracy Farm. It's me speaking to you, Everything Combat, and we're going to be adding more shows. So if you've been wondering where we are, I'm sorry, you know, we life life happens. So if hopefully you guys can uh, appreciate that. And I we definitely appreciate your patience. And Sonny, again, man, thank you so much. Keep knocking out those Facebook lives because I, I love sometimes closing my day, watching you drive home from work. And um, hopefully we can link back up with you very soon, my friend. Sounds good, brother. I appreciate you guys having me. All right. Sonny Puzikas, big fan of the show, huge fan of his. Peace and so much love, you guys. Stay tuned. There'll always be more. Peace and love. Thanks, bro. Thank you, man.